Bang Bang Niners gang. San Francisco crew rolls into Sin City, the best city in the world to have a party and celebrate a championship. CMC, Evo, IU, George Kittle, can Brock Purdy lead the Niners to a championship and cap off their destiny season? Oh, Kansas City, here you are again. May not be as flashy as it normally is, but you earned your way here. Travis, Mahomes, Swift, you know, the usual suspects. But will you be able to stop the machine known as the 49ers in Sin City? Oh, it's going to be a good one. All that as Sunday scares with Bucks McGee is finally at the end of the line of the 2023-2024 season and here's Super Bowl 58 by the Las Vegas. Oh, hello again. It's been a while, but we're back. One last run here. Looks like it's going to be a good time. The big show in Las Vegas. Nutmeg, it's been a while, sir. How you been? The time has come, Bucks McGee, and uh, it was felt like a long two weeks off. <laughs> I know, man. It's like, wow. It's, you know, I was like, what, what do I do? I'm like, what's going on? I'm watching yeah. media stuff and just like the time is here. It's, it's a bittersweet, bittersweet time. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't had two weeks off, or at least an intentional two weeks off, in about five and a half months. <laughs> I know, right? Now it's like you know the the end is near. Now it's, it's time for time for the big event. Yes, <laughs> the big event it is Super Bowl Fifty Eight from Las Vegas between uh, a team of destiny and a team of dynasty, I guess, and. Uh, like obviously the funny part about um, the the funny part about this game being in Vegas is it, it, it couldn't be two more nightmarish teams to square off against each other for the Raiders faithful and the Niners and the Chiefs. <laughs> this is like pain. Like, are any Raiders team actually gonna, Raiders fans actually going to watch this? <laughs> Honestly, they're probably. If I'm a Raiders fan, I'm I'm rooting for the Niners. I, I, I can't root for can't root for the Chiefs. That's like, you know, a, a Pats fan rooting for the Jets. If you know the Super Bowl was held in Gillette, you know, like you're sitting there and you you got to pick, you pick the lesser of the two evils. And yeah. I think for the Raiders, it's got to be the Niners. That for the Patriots, the I, I think that the Super Bowl would be like Jets versus Giants. <laughs> yeah, pain, pain of. <laughs> Pain of playoff pass versus your most hated rival. <laughs> yeah, I'm still rooting for the Giants at that point. I know. Really? Wow. I would, man. Like, really? Like, you know how obnoxious Jet fans are? Like, geez, man. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> Thank God I got out while I could. I couldn't handle that crap. Coming from the man who said he'd wear an Aaron Rodgers jersey if they well, the Super Bowl. Well, you know, that was different. <laughs> that, you know, that was, you know... It's a little less painful, but still, like, not my fault. I got hurt four game, four plays in. Not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about this one. Uh, the Niners, who are two point favorites in this one, mm-hmm. this is very much is, especially off of last year with the way they just had bad luck hit them, befall them with the with the quarterback injuries. This looks like very much the time for them to win. Uh, do you think there's a situation where the window could be closing? You, you know, Dallas, you can never predict how, how good or bad they're going to be. Detroit obviously looks like an upcoming team. The Rams look like they're not totally dead in the water yet. So the NFC is starting to get a little bit more competitive. Uh, and obviously the Eagles, uh, I'm sure, have not had their, their last thing to say. So is this kind of a uh, – Tampa Bay. Tampa I'm Bay. sorry, yes, yes. Yeah, you got to resign the quarterback first. you got to resign the quarterback first. <laughs> Guarantee the bag. It's in the bag. So, it's like the window kind of closing for the Niners. Do they have pressure to win this one? Um, wow. 
how the demise of the NFC was greatly exaggerated. Yes. You know, we all sat here, you know, preseason was like, wow, the NFC is going to be bad. This is the AFC's year, you know, and yeah, I, if the 49ers are going to win it, this is the year. Like, really, this is the year because, like you mentioned, all those teams, they're, they're only getting better. You know, the NFC is getting stronger again. You know, it was like they took like a – they didn't even take a year off. They still – the NFC was was a quality conference. It wasn't like this horrible, you know, two teams and that's it conference like a lot of people had predicted. So for the Niners, yeah, I think if you, you want to win, this is it because you're going to probably have to go through a bit of a gauntlet next year for sure. Um. Chiefs are, you know, let's be honest, not not at their strongest. So this is the perfect opportunity for the Niners to cash in and win. And they really need it because the window is closing and those guys are in their prime. But, you know, in the NFL, you know, a couple injuries or two or three years and it's a totally different, you know, roster and just the way the things go. So, yeah, they need this. Yeah, and you brought the Chiefs. Of course, that's the other side of this. Now, this Chiefs team, this this this, this year's Chiefs team has really been defying the odds as they've gone to this point. They haven't the offense. You know, they've kind of gotten going a little bit in the playoffs, or at least towards the end of the playoffs here. But throughout the season, it was very much a question mark. We talked about it every week: who's Patrick going? Who's Patrick going to? Uh, how you know how much he can you know can you can you just throw on Pacheco's shoulders uh, to kind of bridge this gap of the receivers? And this and the defense has been phenomenal, very much the catalyst to them getting this far. But that being said, this certainly is not this high power Chiefs team they're used to seeing. So, is this the year to catch the Chiefs off guard, take advantage of a team that's usually an automatic uh, when they get to this point, um, and kind of catch them in kind of a quote unquote down year? Oh, yeah, this is the year. And not forecasting or going too far into the future, but this this team is going to change. You got to, you know, Kelsey's getting older. You know, it'd be different if he was 28, 29, you know, hitting that prime. But he's not. He's 34. And he's going to start to slow down. So this team really has to hang its hat on its defense this game. And if the Niners come out slinging and it ends up trying to be a track meet, I don't know if the Chiefs can hang with them. I really don't. It would take a unbelievable game by Mahomes, and people would have to catch the ball. You know, <laughs> like let's let's be honest. Like the I'm sure the prop bets are are hilarious in regards to who's going to have the most receptions on that team. Uh, so. For the Chiefs, yeah, it's it's they're gonna have to, you know, it's I think it's gotta be a low scoring game. If the Niners get out quick and just start slinging it, I don't know if the I don't know if the Chiefs can hang. Kadarius Tony is cleared to play, but I don't necessarily know if that's necessarily a good thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> four four catches, 130 yards. There you go. Right. Super Bowl I mean, MVP. He was the Super Bowl hero in in a couple of ways last last season, so. Maybe 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 the Super Bowl is just the only time of the year he decides he's an actual NFL player. <laughs> At this point, he doesn't play the whole season team, sign him for the Super Bowl, and there you go. Now, there's an interesting uh, – you, you would think, especially the way the Baltimore game went, that Kansas City, uh, if they can come out early, be aggressive, punch San Francisco in the teeth and get them off their game, that's the way to um, beat the, to, to win this to win this championship. And keep keep the Niners back on their heels and kind of control the pace of the game. Uh, let Andy Reid kind of do his thing and call call in plays, but and controlling flow. But at the same time, the Niners we've seen them in two not one but two playoff games get off to horrible starts and still collect themselves and finish out the game strong and take the victory. So is that? Do you think the conventional wisdom of that kind of strategy for the Chiefs? Uh, will, could be still effective against the Niners, or is it a situation where they really have to do that throughout and never let off the gas pedal because the Niners are used to getting off the slow starts in this postseason? Well, let's be honest. That Baltimore game, that wasn't the Baltimore offense. That offense was was nothing to what they played, you know, last seven, eight weeks. 
it was it was pedestrian and it just Lamar didn't do what Lamar does. So in that instance, sooner or later, the offense for the Niners has to wake up and start out quick. And this very well could be the game. You know, uh, I don't I can't see them going three games in a row where it's just, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, with that Niners defense, if you told me that, you know, going into halftime, it's like 7-3 or something weird like that, I could buy it. <laughs> yeah. But but then that works, I think, in the Niners' favor because then all of a sudden it's like, all right, we figured it out. Now we click. Yeah. The Chiefs haven't really been that way. You know, and I think the Niners are built well to, to withstand the – the offensive onslaught of the Chiefs, which we know is basically, in theory, two men, not named Patrick Mahomes. So, oh well, for Rashi Rice. <laughs> please, no. We're talking Kelsey and Pachenko. That's it. Let's be real. Unless Noah Gray is going to come out and you know start catching balls left and right. But a playoff hero, Marcus Walter Scantlin. <laughs> Man, man, tripped on himself and caught a pass. Let's stop this. Stop that hideousness, man. Anyways, but you know, it's the deal where I, if the if it starts the second half that, that way, I definitely trust the Niners' offense to catch on. But I think that they're they're going to come out quick. I think you're going to see some things that they don't do. And you know, when you got CMC, there's always a chance. Yeah, speaking of CMC and all the Niners' weapons, uh, the Chiefs' defense has been phenomenal, like we said. Uh, but this is obviously an extremely daunting task to try and guard all these weapons, CMC, Kittle, IU, Debo, of course. Uh, so what's the strategy for the Chiefs to lock them up and kind of make them a not necessarily a one-dimensional offense, but the type of offense that you can at least kind of contain here, eliminate there? make them a little bit more feasible to defend. Oh, it's simple. You got to get to Brock Purdy. All pressure. You get you all pressure. I I think I think they're they're going to try to bring the house and to rattle them. I really do. I think they're going to try to rattle them and force them into turnovers. Um but I don't know. I think I think Purdy gets the ball out pretty quick. I think the way that the Niners offense is going to run, they're going to they're going to be able to handle the pressure enough. And I think probably the first first half might be kind of tight, but I think it opens up in the second. I don't know if the Chiefs will be able to hang with that offense for full four quarters. Yeah, give them the old uh, Giants Tom Brady treatment. Huh? <laughs> oh, wow. We're really going that route. Wow. Objectively, wow. objectively, it's a thing. It was a thing. No, it is. It's with any quarterback. <laughs> any quarterback. If you, if, and here's the thing, though. There's still, there's still this conversation of is Brock Purdy a game manager? You know, the dreaded word, Brock. You know, game manager. Are they? They are going to force him to carry the load. They really that they're going to attempt to do it. And I believe that I think Brock can handle it. I really do with the weapons that he has. And it's not his fault that he, you know, he came into the situation. Can't fault him for that. I think he he can make those throws, and who knows? It could be end up being you know some random throw to Elijah Mitchell or something. We don't know. There's a lot of weapons on this team, and I think there's going to be some wrinkles that the Chiefs aren't expecting. Well, let's dig a little deeper on that because that is one of the things we're going to talk about. Let's say the Niners can figure this out. Does that game manager label come off of Brock Purdy? Is he elevated to elite status unquestioned if he could uh, not only win a championship but beat the Chiefs in doing so, Patrick Mahomes, et cetera? Then at that point, everybody, and I'm talking to you, Cam Newton, because you just seem to <laughs> – you seem to – I'm don't. i not going to say dislike, but you don't want to give this guy his flowers. If it comes down to Brock Purdy and he delivers – you got he's the man at that point you've got to give him his credit and you got it i'm not saying he's the best in the league but you it catapults him into a top 5 conversation 
got to give the guys flowers. Like, especially in that second half of that NFC Championship game, he just unloaded and was just just playing Brock, doing his thing. And the guy can move. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he runs for a couple, you know, first downs, maybe a 15, 20-yard scamper. Like, he doesn't make mistakes, you know? He's within rushing yardage-wise. He's within 10 yards of Mahomes, and everyone knows Mahomes scrambles around and makes plays with his legs once in a while. But Mahomes runs like a llama. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't understand how it always happens. It's like the worst thing in the world, but I digress. But Purdy's within 10 yards of Mahomes' rushing yards on the season. Uh, on the season, excuse me, in the postseason, and that's with one less game. <laughs> exactly. So if you're going to bring all this crazy pressure, and let's be honest, San Fran offensive line is solid. It's a solid offensive line. Like let's be real. You know, Brock isn't going to make a throw he doesn't he doesn't need to make. And if that means he gets out and runs for a couple first downs, keeps some drives going, it's going to tire out that defense. So give the guy his flowers. But if he wins the Super Bowl and it's because of him. You got to give him the credit. Yeah, and you've got and Chris Jones is obviously an elite defensive lineman, so that's uh, a, a big a target for the that San Francisco offensive line to shut down and keep Brock clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep Purdy, keep Purdy, Purdy. <laughs> uh, so I mean, where let let's talk rankings then uh, to go a little ad lib maybe with Purdy. Let you know. Assume that assume assume that they're successful and they pull this off. Where where would he rank in the NFC in the current NFC crop of quarterbacks? In the current NFC, yeah. What you got, Dak? You got Jalen Hurts. You've got Love. You've got. Oh, sorry, Baker Bay. (laughs) Man, can't give the guy nothing. No, Um, he's the. He's the best in the, he's the NFC's best. He yeah. wins the Super Bowl. He's the best in the NFC. Yeah. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, he walked into this situation. No. If he takes down the Chiefs, if he does what he needs to do, and it's because of him that they win, you have to give the guy his flowers, and he is the best in the NFC. You have to. Yeah. Jalen well, faltered at the end, towards the end. He, he was beat up, but everybody's nicked up. He faltered. Um Dak was Dak. So, Dak you know, was Dak. like, let's be real. You know, mind you, Dak had a great regular season, but when it came to crunch time, Dak was Dak. You know, so now don't forget Jared Goff. Jared Goff, Jared Goff. stepped into his zone, but I think Purdy wins, then Purdy's the guy. And uh, that now, um, of course, we uh, talking a lot about the Niners right now. Have to spend a little bit of time in the Chiefs. This is uh, what their fourth Super Bowl in five years or six years, five years. Um, and and they've won. They they won it last year. They won the one previous. Uh, so they're going for the third. Mahomes has said over and over, "You need three to be a dynasty." So and he's obviously uh, with three. He starts to s- sniff that rarefied air. To kind of get closer and closer to number twelve. So, what what would a third Super Bowl mean to Patrick Mahomes in terms of this overall legacy with Tom Brady, with Joe Montana, uh, with with some of the the legends that have more than two Super Bowls? I think Sumetsum is number three. Now, people have already said, and you you know. You've heard it. Oh, if he wins this year, then, you know, at this point, you've got to consider him in that conversation for GOAT. No, I don't. <laughs> Montana, no, let's, if you're going to, if you're going to, now see, here's the thing. It all depends on what you're using. If you're using the rings conversation and all that, then I, then he's the third. You got to be honest. Montana went 4 0. Brady is better. He won seven, but Brady's been to more, but Brady won seven. So at that point, you give the guys due. And it wasn't like he game managed his way over the last couple ones. Brady was important throughout all seven. Mahomes, if he gets three, then I give him credit. But he needs to show longevity. For me, for the whole legacy thing, let's say, you know, let's say they win on Sunday. And then they don't they don't sniff another Super Bowl for five, six, seven years. And then in that Super Bowl, they get blown out. 
what are we going to say? Okay, Mahomes is six, you know, five, six years. So it's all of famer. There he is. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, for me, the bar is set. You've got to put in at least 15 years of greatness, at least. Now, mind you, Brady put in 20 plus. I'm giving you 15 because I don't know if anyone's ever going to play at that level for 20 years. Again. <laughs> I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. And you really have to look at Mahomes' situation. They're built to win now. If you look at that team five years from now, is Andy Reid still going to be there? You sure as heck know that Travis Kelsey isn't going to be there. Yeah. So what, what 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 happens with this team? You know, the defense isn't going to be as good. I'm sure those guys are going to start to leave soon. I'm sure they're going to have to have some cap situations coming up. So they're built to win now. If Mahomes leaves with ends, ends his career with five Super Bowls, that's great and all, but to me, no. Seven is the benchmark. Well, that's the thing with the cap because we talked about it to tie uh, earlier topic into this. The Chiefs going forward, like, yeah, they're a very different team this year with the receivers and, of course, how the defense has played uh, or how much they've relied on the defense, I should say, how much they've relied on the running game. But the other aspect is for as different a team as this one going forward, that cap is going to be very difficult to manage. I know Patrick restructured his contract, but that's still a lot of money due out to one player. And, you know, yeah. Brady got Brady got through a lot of years still playing at elite level. One, because he was kept extremely clean. You know, he didn't take a lot of hits. His offensive line was always extremely stout. But also because the Patriots weren't committing a ton of money to him. And yeah, granted, Tampa did, but Tampa was doing a very short-term, you know, all, all, in, all in, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that 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 is has not been the reality for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So them even that if they can win this and he can get his third ring going forward, like you said, the opportunities the opportunities may not even be on the field related. They could the opportunities may not even arise because this team is so capstone. Yeah. You know, and that's the situation. Is he gonna say, Okay, you know what? Let's redo this contract. I need to keep these guys. Is he going to do that? Because like you said, that's what Brady did. Brady was like mid-tier contract, you know, but he but he was making money hand over fist everywhere else. You know, it was kind of like Jordan. His contracts weren't huge, but he was but his endorsement deals were ridiculous. So he didn't care. Yeah. But Brady was Brady was always about surround me with the guys so I can win. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So Mahomes is going to have to sit. They're going to have to sit there and say, well, Patrick, you know, you want you want some pieces, but you know we don't have this. You know he's going to have to suck up and figure something out. Kelsey's getting older. You know, like literally. And Pachenko is great and all, but he can't run like that his whole career. Yeah, and he's already <laughs> started getting he's already he's already started getting nicked up this year. It'll last two more years if he if he run, if he keeps running so angry. <laughs> exactly, he's going to go freaking Todd Gurley and end up blowing out a knee and being done. Oh. You know, I don't wish that on anybody, but at that point, <laughs> then you trade him to Baltimore and he joins that history of running backs. Yeah. You know, so let's be realistic. So the we're, lasting, we're lasting three to four games a season. It's just commonplace. <laughs> you know, you have three or four great games, then unfortunately you blow something out. But yeah. that's the truth. Yeah, and that defense, I'm sorry, those that defense is going to be vastly different. You have to resign Jones. Are you going to, are you going to give him his money? He yeah. came back and was and played nice. But he's going to want his money, especially if they especially win. if they win. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. So, are you going to are you, are they going to pay him? So, there's a lot of questions, and everyone can sit there and they're they have this mindset that this Chiefs team is going to be built for greatness for the next five six years, and it's not. There's plus the AFC is getting better. Okay, you've got to be honest. The Jets could the Jets could be great next year. Let's be real. And 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 you caught a lucky streak with. Joe Burrow getting hurt. Exactly. Burrow gets hurt. You don't know what Cleveland's going to be. I don't really care about Pittsburgh. Um, all of a sudden, you know, the Chargers could be up and coming. Yeah, a lot of You know, they actually have a coach that can, knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you got to, you, your defense is probably, their defense is going to be a lot better, even though they have to deal with their own cap issues. There's a lot of things going on. So it's not like the Chiefs have this open, open run to the AFC championship every year now. It's changed. So, you know, the whole legacy thing is great, but there are a lot of other variables that Patrick can't control. Are you, you think 
your your message to Patrick would be get this done on Sunday because everything is cut very much up in the air after that. <laughs> at least get because at least get three. If you got three and nothing else happened, okay, you may not catch Tom, but you still got three. But <laughs> you still had your little you still had your little dynasty. Get your three. And, you know, of course, they're still going to give him credit and they're still going to prop him up there because I'm not going to lie. The guy's talented. I'm not taking anything away from him. But we also have to look and and also say there are other variables that affect this. And if I'm Patrick, I'm like, well, let's restructure this deal because I need to keep as many of these pieces here. Because if not, I don't care who you are. Short of the New England back in the day. Guys are going to be like, oh, well, it was only Patrick. It was only Patrick. Like, they need to start really propping up these defensive guys. Yeah. You know, like, it really needs to be, excuse me, <clears throat> without this defense, Patrick isn't here this year. And let's be honest, it's the truth. But all you hear is Mahomes. And I don't care who you are, unless you are literally mind-swiped by the great one, Bill Belichick, to believe that you're just there to do your job and that's it. Some of those guys are going to say, you know what, I got my rings. I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to cash in. Yeah. Then right. where's Patrick? Right. <laughs> um. So the other, uh, the other big legacy fact. Well, I guess there's two, but the next one, of course, is Andy Reid because I don't know if he's the oldest coach in the league. He might be now with no more Bill and no more Pete Carroll. Uh. So with Andy Reid now, like on on one hand, you could say, okay, if he wins three, walk out and right off into the sunset. But win or loss, he's still uh, not exactly a spring chicken. So is this is this it for Andy Reid, and does that add any pressure for him to close this out with a victory, a Super Bowl victory? I think what happens is, I think honestly, when you win, of course it's oh let's run it back. You know, everyone has that feeling. It's good times and all that. But it wouldn't surprise me if Andy Reid was sitting there saying, you know what, I've done this, I've won. You know. Maybe I need to start sitting there and saying, you know what? I need to start looking, looking past, looking to my future, you know, because let's be honest. Let's say they lose, right? Let's say they lose and they go into next year and it doesn't work out. They get bounced in the second round of the playoffs and the whole, you know, in this conversation we've had becomes reality in that sense. And it's like, okay, does he want to go through the grind of trying to make the playoffs or trying to go on that run? Cause let's be honest. Three out of the last four years and such, you know, this run you're on, I don't want to say it's been easy, but it's probably as easy as it's been for any coach. Yeah. You know, that's short of a few. So does he want to go through the grind? Does he want to have to rebuild and such like that? Like, there are going to be these questions. Now, if he's got the love for it and he wants to keep going, then, hey, God bless you. You keep going. But there'll be a point, I think, in the next couple of years where he's going to say, you know what? I think it's time. It's time for me to, you know, enjoy life. I did my part. You know, you can – I put myself clearly in the conversation of possibly greatest coach of all time. Let me live my life. And, you know, it's it's great and all to run it back. And if you can win it again, it feels great. But if you don't and you lose in the first round, second round, or you struggle to get to the playoffs, uh, or you have a heartbreaking loss in the championship final or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. that's – probably a worse feeling than the feeling of regret or, or wondering, not regret, but wondering what if, if you didn't come back in the first place and just took, I think, just took I the think, dub. I think for some, yes, but I think if you have that hunger and you're like, and you're all about it, then I think you're like, you're willing to take that chance. But I think also Andy's getting to that point where he's like, you know what? The grind might be too much. He might be just saying, you know what? I, I've done it. It's time for me to, you know, hang it up. I, you know, that's like saying, okay, do I stick for 10 years and win seven, you know, win four more rings? Do I want to go through that? Am I hanging on because I've got Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. But it's not just Patrick Mahomes. In a couple of years, it's what pieces are around. And, you know, this AFC is going to grow. You know, you got to worry about guys staying, draft picks, all this. It's, you know, when you're on a run like this, you're blessed. But you're, there's also a lot of luck in it. Oh, uh, and so let's say let, let let's assume because we, we we assume we assume the Niners win for a couple hypotheticals. Before so let's assume the Chiefs win here uh, as it pertains to Andy Reid. Where does mm-hmm. he rank? Do you think with Belichick, 
Tomlin, Andrew, uh, all the all the Steelers coaches between Chuck Nolan, Cowher, and uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson, of course. Like, where, where do you Shula? Where where do you think uh, where do you think Andy Reid ranks uh, all time with NFL coaches? With a hypothetical one. Wow. Um, I think he's right up there with Belichick. I think you got to give him, you got to give him his flowers. You know, he's, you know, they, they kind of mirror each other. They've had, you know, they've had, you know, great quarterbacks and have been able to, you know, have success. So I think he's definitely, definitely up there. No doubt. Um, I think even with a loss, he's still up there because of what he did in, you know, Philly, you know, and then, here in Kansas City. So I don't I don't think it tarnishes it, you know. I, I you know, I still think he's like I said, you 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 can sit there and look at both of those guys, him and Belichick, and you say, okay. Then you basically are going by rings at that point. You're sitting there saying, okay, well, rings wise now, Belichick has a lot more, but that's also when he was a coordinator and all that. But if you're talking, you know, coach rings and such right. like that. You're saying, all right, you know, you're going six to Andy's three, four. Yeah, theoretically. Oh, oh, as a, oh yeah, that's right, because he did win one as a when he was in practice. Yeah. So then you start to sit there and really kind of nitpick what it is and such. But I think right now, I think he's probably the second right now, second best coach. If you ask me today, second best coach all time. You think from a coach's perspective, you think it not not to obviously we don't want to really get in it's it's always difficult to get into the apple versus oranges discussion you think it's mm-hmm. easier or harder to coach in this era when you have to keep up with the joneses with all these high highly prolific offensive versus way back in the day uh where maybe that necessarily wasn't the case but you could, the, you could get away with a lot more as far as hitting your opponent and being physical and just really pounding the absolute snot out of your opponent Oh yeah, well everyone knows that the rules favor the quarterback now. It's just that's just the or the offense as a whole. Let's be honest, but that also works in Andy's favor because he's an offensive coach, you know. And then if you looked at Bel- Belichick, he's he's a defensive guy. So if you were gonna say that, let's say over the last 10, 10, 11 years, who had the advantage? You could sit there and say, well, Reed had the advantage because he was an offensive coach, and that's what what he hung his hat on. Belichick, okay, a little tougher for him because he's a defensive guy. He's got to be able to handle, you know, making sure, you know, watching for, you know, PIs and all of that, you know, that's everything stacked against him. So you're looking at it, you know, from two different, you know, two different scopes. One's more offense, one's more defensive. So I think with Andy, it's, it's, it's the ring count. The ring count is the difference. Yeah. Um, now, of course, the third part is Kelsey. Uh, he set the postseason record for receptions earlier this postseason, surpassing the great Terry Rice. He's getting he, he's really going neck and neck with Gronk right now for best tight end uh, in, in NFL history. So now his brother Jason Kelsey is uh, calling it quits, and he's a few years younger than Jason Kelsey, but he's not that far behind. Is there any chance that Kelsey doesn't run it back? Maybe Kelsey pulls, you know, the uh, uh, obviously Pat McAfee didn't walk off of the championship, but like that early retirement kind of deal. Because yeah. I mean, there's there's the opportunity here, especially with you know with the podcast and all the uh, all endorsements, and of course uh, she she who will not be named until later. So he's got a lot going on away. <laughs> he's got a lot going on away from the field. He doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily need to keep doing this and beating up his body. He could walk away on top and ex- do all these other things that he's got going on. When you're an athlete, I think it's a situation of when you win, you always feel you, you feel better. You're always like, you know, run it back. Let, let's do it. And I think he's built that persona as that guy, you know, because, you know, you've heard him, you know, they're in there, you know you know, parades and all, he's, you know, he's the guy, you know, he's there, he's there Gronk in the way that he acts in that sense. But I also think that he's starting to really understand his mortality in that sense. Cause let's be real. That offense runs through him. Let's be real. The passing runs through him because he can't trust anybody else. Um, and 
teams, for whatever reason, still can't still allow him to perform at a level, at a decent level. This game could really go a long way in deciding what he wants to do in the next couple of years because the Niners, they may have a plan where there's one guy on him, and if it's like Fred Warner or something like that, Fred Warner can hang with him. Fred Warner's the best middle linebacker in the league, hands down. Yeah, very and, fast. And that whole defense is fast. I don't think I I would find it very surprising if somehow, you know, Travis breaks off a couple of real deep passes, you know, pass catching runs and stuff like that. But I think he's gonna sit there and say, Well, what what does my life look like in the next couple of years? Yeah. You know, because because let's be honest, his personal life is out there all over the place now with with that individual. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And it's the situation where he's got to sit there and maybe say, yeah, I'm 34. Maybe he looks at Gronk and says, you know what? Gronk got Gronk had it up. right, yeah. You know, but, you know, let's be honest. Gronk got his nose dirty a lot more than Travis did, does. If you're talking about blocking tight ends and such, I don't really think of Travis Kelsey in that vein. Yeah, he may run in there and drop his head every once in a while, but Gronk had no problem only getting two or three catches but being dirty and just laying guys out. Well, Tony Gonzalez may have gotten more earlier than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> exactly. That's why, in my opinion, I like George Kittle better. I think George Kittle is a more complete tight end in that sense. Now, I, Travis can block a little bit, but he's he's not that guy. So, I think I think a loss really kind of sits there, and he kind of says, "All right, well, still healthy. Maybe he tries to bring it, but tries to go for one more before he leaves." If they win, I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he hangs it up. But I think it speeds up the process. Like you said, as far as having linebackers chase you around on the field, I mean, you're looking at guys like Fred Warner now, Michael Parsons, obviously with NFC guys. That's not totally the best mm-hmm. best scenario, like best comparison, I guess. Example, I should say. But you know, linebackers nowadays are that more lanky, longer, faster type of vision. This is not the age of Zach Thomas, Brian Erlacher those type of guys anymore. So you kind no, of, no. as a, as a, as a uh, elusive explosive type of tight end, you can't, you can't necessarily rely on running away from people like you used to. No. And like you said, he's 34. Like the, you're, you're going to lose the speed. Like it just happens. It's, it's the NFL's life. So I don't think you're shifty enough to, you know, use your moves to break away. And unfortunately in that offense, yeah, your speed's important, you know, the cuts, the moves and all that. I don't know how much longer you're going to flourish in that offense. Well, uh, let's talk X factors um, uh, for both teams. So Kansas City got the aforementioned Travis Kelsey. We've got Rasheed Rice. We've got Pacheco. Uh, we've got maybe one of these also ran receivers. <laughs> that might do something weird. <laughs> F around and find out, as the kids say. Um, who do you think is, who is the X factor? <laughs> I tried to censor myself. You always tell me it's a kid oh. show or family show rather. <laughs> F around and find out and go for a hundred yards on six care, six catches. Woo. I'm going to F around and get the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not the, it's not the F that you used. It's how you use it. I'm just going to F around and get the MVP. F around and make some catches. Here I am. No, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I just love the way it went. It was good. Who's the X factor for the Chiefs? Wow. Uh, wow. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I honestly, and it's it's weird, but I think Travis Kelsey is. I think he's the guy. I think if, if the Niners stop him, that offense, that offense is – is in, is in a bad oh, spot. So you think X-Factor the other way around? I think Travis Kelsey's the X-Factor. I think he needs to have a game for that. He needs, especially if it ends up in a shootout, if all of a sudden the Niners are moving quick, they yeah. need Travis to be the guy. Because I don't care what you say, they don't trust Scantling. Let's be real. What, are you going to throw it down the middle of the field? You don't trust him. Um, Watson, Maybe Watson has a has a has a you know a third down catch or something like that, a first down catch and keeps the drive going. Yeah. Um, well, the things I, that's the things that scare me about guys like Valdez Scantling and 
Tony and even and even Watson or or Gray is that guys like that all they need is one play, you know, in a, in a Super Bowl. It's like the you know I don't want to bring up bad memories for you, like David Tyree, the Steve, uh, not Steve Smith, the hell is it, Manningham. Um, you know, those type of guys, all you need is like, they, they didn't have necessarily huge games in those Super Bowls, but guys like that, all you need is one play and that breaks the opponent's back. No, true. But I think the Niners, the Niners know they have to win. The Niners, I, I don't, I think the Niners are carrying a, a chip on their shoulders. Like they, they don't want to lose again. They, they lost, they lost before the Chiefs. They don't want to lose again. So I think they, they are very cognizant of letting these also, Rands, is that what you called them? Yes, yes. <laughs> also, Rands, even though they're NFL players, also Rands, you know, break one off or whatever. I think the Niners are prepared for all of that. Like, I, you know, and Reed is a great guy when it comes to, you know, pulling stuff up, but I think the Niners are prepped for that. I think Travis Kelsey needs to have a legit, like, 100 plus yard game for this offense to stay consistent and for them to really, really stick with the Niners. They're also rants to their direct competition, not to us. <laughs> also rants to us are a completely different set of society. <laughs> all right, okay. sir. All right, sir. X Factor for the Niners. There's a lot of options here. We went over all their explosive options. Steve-O, Kittle, uh, the IU, and, of course, CMC. Who's wow. the X Factor for San Francisco? Wow. Oof. <sighs> I'm going to say Ayuk. Ayuk, okay. So he just I, I he think, blows up 120 yards on three catches. <laughs> if he's if, if he's at that point, then 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 the Niners the Niners have got to be have got to be close if not winning this game. Yeah. Like and Ayuk is as talented a receiver as there is in the league. But if Ayuk is hitting it off like that, then you know Debo is how is deep because you know they're concentrating on Debo. Let's be honest. It's like Debo is one. Ayuk is 1A, and then you go ahead and sprinkle every other receiver else they've got. So I think Ayuk is the guy who really force, who can really take the top off of his defense, and it could open it up for Kittle. Kittle could end up being the X Factor. He could end up being a red zone jewel. Uh, how, important, how important is balance for the Niners, or can they win, can they win this game having like two guys just go absolute bananas? I think you. I think you need the balance. You need the run game because they. Be honest, they're gonna. You know, you got to worry about CMC, and then you're worrying about Debo. Then you got. Then you're like, all right, well, where's are you? Okay, wait a minute. Where's Where's Kittle? So there's. You've got three to four guys right there. You can't say that about Kansas City. So two, three at most. <laughs> two and a half, man. Two and a half. So you're sitting there, and if Brock is hitting where he needs to hit, it's all that offense hums, man. That offense is deadly when it hums like that. So I'm gonna say Ayuk, but you know what? Maybe there'll be a little Elijah Mitchell or something in there. Maybe you know he could be, he could be a Super Bowl MVP. Never know. Could be one of those it's, guys. It's only been he's only been collecting dust all season. It would be fitting that now would be the time he come he returns. Let, exactly. <laughs> Think about it. Maybe something out of the backfield. You know. They've got they got guys who can perform, you know. So it's steals CMC's red zone touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> hey, for a ring, I'm sure he'll say, "All right, I'm cool with that. Get get yours, buddy. Get yours." Now the uh, topic, I it's the part of the show you've been dreading us getting to. Uh, the topic the world's been fascinated with for the last twelve to thirteen weeks once it became public knowledge. Miss Swift up in the press box, probably flying in a mere 12 hours before the game starts from her tour and her concert in Tokyo. Is this the, the, the pinnacle of a story we've all been following this season? She's going to be there. She's rooting on Travis to win the Super Bowl. Down on the field, drops the one knee, pulls the ring out. Marry me, baby. I'm retiring. Walk off uh, career to the sunset. Where, where's what's the Taylor Swift effect on? Super He's Bowl not gonna year. drop to one knee and give her a ring. He's gonna say, yeah, he might do that because he's like, I'm gonna need that money. <laughs> no, 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 no. That you know, whatever. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I, I don't care. And I know probably most of America is like, I don't like the Niners, but we're rude for you just for this. 
I'm over it. I'm done with it. So, you know what? Sooner or later, sooner or later, the, the streak ends. And, you know, this could be it. Because everyone's like using all this conspiracy and these numbers, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this is why they're, this is why the Chiefs are going to win. No, I'm sorry to tell you, Taylor Swift is about to ruin it for you. She's about to ruin it for you. And, and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm done. It's just over. No one cares, man. No one cares. There's no, there's no warm and fuzzy part inside of you that wants like the, the, the Taylor Swift songs of old to be a thing of the past. And she's not singing about being bitter over an ex. She sings like a happy ending song about wait, love, wait. love with Travis. <laughs> wait till they break up, man. There's going to be a whole album. It's going to be called the Red Album or something. The red two, sure he did yeah. the red album. <laughs> well, that's right, exactly. It's gonna be what's gonna be what it's gonna be called. What eighty sevens? Like, let's be real here. Like, like, no one cares, and the reason is, is because it's been pushed down our throats. Like, I don't care if she's there, but like, I literally every time Travis like picks a wedgie, picks his nose or something, do I have to see what what Taylor's thoughts are and whatever? And then I have to sit there, and then I've got to see freaking what's his name's wife. In all her glory, you know. I like this. I like this. You fun. know, she looked his. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. For now, because his wife looks like that sloth or whatever in that Disney Pixar whatever movie. What was Zootopia? Like I'm over it, man. I'm over her too because she just. She swears that, you know, she's the greatest thing. If she didn't marry Patrick Mahomes, she would have married some guy selling insurance somewhere. Like, whatever. Like, that's great. That's great that, you know, Patrick loves you and whatever. I don't care, but it's annoying. It's strictly annoying. Most valuable bubble. Yeah, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. But I'm over it. I'm done with it. So, Chiefs lose. I want that camera all in that box. I want to see them all. Don't sit there. Don't not show them. No, no, no. If you know, I want to see her sitting there going. The whole lot of them. <laughs> Done with it. Done with it, man. Yeah, I'd be gone. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I was gonna say something funny. <laughs> and I don't mean any disrespect, but let's be real. We're tired of seeing it. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Tom Brady was married to a to freaking. Giselle, you didn't see her all the damn time. <laughs> and that woman was making money hand over fist over Tom. Like Tom could have been like, all right, pay me a buck to play. I'll live off of her. <laughs> I didn't have to live through that. <laughs> Sorry, it's just annoying. We're, we're expecting you to be the Jets fan by this point in the season. I know who would have thought you'd be the Niners, the biggest Niners fan. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you have no idea, man. Brock Purdy is my man. That's it. Sunday, Brock. Let I'm gonna tell you this right now. Niners, the Niners win the Super Bowl. First show of next year. Brock Purdy jersey. All right. Brock All Purdy right. jersey. I have no ill will. I like him. He's Mister Irrelevant. I'm all about it. I don't have to see Kermit the Frog and the Funky Bunch win. I'm good with it. I'll be sure to hold you to that first show. Hold it to me. Shoot me a text every day. When'd you get that jersey? Getting that jersey. I'll, I'll get it sewn. I'll get the sewn phone. I don't care. That's money well spent. <laughs> On that note, sir, who are you picking in the Super Bowl and what's the score? We're really going to ask that question now. No. All right. It's yeah. the end of the really. show. We have to. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me be objective. I have to be objective here. I think it's gonna be a great game. I really do. Like I said, I, I've got respect. I got respect for the Chiefs' defense, no doubt about it. Um, minus my disdain for the for the other individuals we've spoken about. But I just I honestly, I think I think it's the Niners' year. Um, if they're gonna win it, this is the year. Um, I think they've got a chip on their shoulder, losing the last one, um, especially for you know Kyle Shanahan. He he needs this. Um, I think this elevates Brock Purdy into that level of. Lit, elite quarterback i'm going 27 24 niners gang bang bang niners gang all day every day at least after sunday and after that it stops so can we get can we get a reenactment of the music video if they want 
<laughs> you know what? What if, that, if I know they're going to win, then I'll pay hey, whatever I got to do. Let's go. Let's go. I uh, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the Niners. I want the Niners to win, but I don't trust the powers that be. I think the the script is is. I knew it was coming. Right I knew that word was coming. I knew that the I like I just I I think the I think the line is way too scary. Only two points. I uh this is like this is like old Patriots Ajita because the Patriots always were three point either three point favorite three point dogs. It was always three points, and this is the same type of situation. Chiefs are getting two points. That the Niners in theory should be you know a four five six five and a half point favorite, and it's only two. And the script is there with Travis and Taylor and bringing all these non-football people in to care about football. As much as I want the Niners to win, I'm rooting for the Niners. I just don't trust the powers of the <laughs> So what's your, what's your score? I'm going to go with uh, 23-17 Kansas City. Okay. Now just a little bit of knowledge for you. Kyle Shanahan, when favored in the playoffs, is undefeated. Just letting you know, he is undefeated. Good, good thing he wasn't the head coach on that Falcon for that Falcons team. <laughs> His time has come now. He's about to cash those receipts. Brock Purdy, baby, get ready for it. The second coming at twelve. Booyah! You heard it here. Oh, I love the energy. Uh, stay tuned after the game. Of course, we're going live to wrap it up and uh, either be. Dancing, dancing on proverbial graves or uh, drowning our tears in sorrow. Bucks McGee Super Bowl Fifty Eight is finally here. I wish we could be in Vegas, but who knows what the future holds? Maybe we'll take off and be in Vegas at some point in the future, sir. The biggest game of the year is about to kick off. Take us off air. All right, folks. You know, you know what this means. If we want to end the Swifties, this is the time. It's going to be a great game. I'm sure the commercials will be unbelievable as well. Get your food. It's going to be a lot of it, I'm sure. Enjoy it. Super Bowl doesn't get any better than this.